de, de, de Colores Radio. De Colores Radio. Hi, hello, bienvenidos. Welcome to De Colores Radio. This is episode 78. I hope you are trying to find joy in this extreme sunshine. Um, as always, thank you all so much for listening. I'm your host, Eva Arreguin, and this is De Colores Radio. Last episode, we did a brief recreation of the Potathon to raise funds for the Decolores platform. Reminder, you can subscribe and get exclusive bonus content at patreon.com slash decoloresco or do a one-time donation at decoloresradio.com slash donate. Uh, we need it and would greatly appreciate it. My computer is now elderly and I've had it since college. And, you know, we just, we want to, we want to keep thriving. So, Um, as mentioned before, in this new virtual show format, you will get to see guest hosts jump in during the juice and also to get guest interviews. Um, to, we are getting guest interviews as well to hopefully get more ghosts. Ghosts? Oh my God, I had two sips of a truly. Um, more guests on, not ghosts. Um, maybe later though. Um, on the show more importantly i still have uh my good sis pat here with me where are you at pat hey hello um teddy's freaking out so we might see if he's gonna chime into the call but uh that's fine Te teddy's our family dog not a ghost so you gotta <laughs> clarify oh yeah i should have clarified you were talking about ghosts they would think that that's like some ghosts we have in the house named teddy You um, would be the. I mean, he, he is a white dog. He might look like a ghost to some. Pat, yeah. don't speak his death into existence. Okay. <laughs> How are you, Pat? Nice to see you. I'm doing good. I had a nap before this. We started recording, so I'm feeling pretty okay. good. Okay. Yeah, you're bragging now because I was not napping. Um, you did give us some news last time. Is there anything else going on with you? Um, I mean, hot girl summer is in full effect. I was It in is. Tijuana last week with my friends living our uh, thought shit life, I guess. Meg plug. I don't know. It was okay. fun. Okay. You're like really plugging Meg right now. I thought that was my thing. <laughs> well, But, yeah, that's about all I've got. Beautiful. Um, with that said, that means it's time for everyone's favorite. Do, 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 do. We should have sound effects here. Uh, meme mood. I want to give you, our listeners, an insight into our personal energy, into how we are feeling right now, into the reality. <laughs> I usually do the deeper voice and I keep forgetting. Into the reality of our existence. This is what I consider the modern day diary. That's right. We're translating our feelings in the best way we know how. Memes. It's time for me mood. Pat, you have one? Yeah, I have one. I'm gonna load it up to share at the moment. Give me just a second. And if you're on our Patreon, you get access to the video version of this episode, which we highly recommend. Okay. So, um, like I said, I was out with my friends doing um, a lot of stuff this past weekend. <laughs> and um, at one point, I was dancing. I thought I could dance. I'm pretty certain I did not do this as well as she did but i was feeling like this was my my move so let me play it with the audio so y'all can hear it yes 
<laughs> but she hits she hits the dog and the dog is scared at the end so um it's definitely something that i i can say probably i would do not on purpose but i'm certain i've probably tried to do a dance move and scared our dog um so yeah that's my main mood for the moment <laughs> Uh, I fully support it. Mine is kind of similar, I feel like, but different. It's more of like a a professional yeah. video or the makings of one. Uh, will you pull up my meme mood, yeah. please? Currently pulling it up now. Um, our homegirl Meg the Stallion released a video recently called Thought Shit, and I think it might be her best video to date. <laughs> I hadn't seen this yet. <laughs> okay. He's dancing. So, at the camera. He's like aggressively cinematographing. Okay, you can pause it. You can pause it. It's very loud. Uh, what's happening is like a surely some great, uh, uh, very white cinematographer, cinematographer is recording a gyrating ass for the new video. <laughs> I think that's the best BTS I've actually ever seen because the, the camera is literally attached to her, her bottom and it is, it is following great. the camera and i just i like the energy it seems like it was probably the best shoot of his life and i just appreciate it so that i, I love all the freddy krueger vibes is it giving freddy krueger well not that scene but the video in general oh i was like i'm not following but i agree there's definitely a lot of uh horror references in in that because she's a horror stan but anyways those are our meme moods for the week so now that we know where we've been at mentally, I can share with you that we have a very exciting show in store for you today. In our new show format, we've decided to start bringing in more homies than just for the interview portion. These are brilliant people that we've always wanted to highlight, but found a more exciting way to include them into the De Colores radio family. This week, we're very excited to bring in two of Dallas's or Texas's very best, most exciting up and coming musicians. Pretty Boy Aaron Yay! and Adrian and the culture with, are with us today to guest host The Juice with me. So this is The Juice, where we discuss the latest gossip on pop culture, politics, news, and more. Welcome to the show, Pretty Boy Aaron and Ariel and the culture. How's it going? Hi, y'all. y'all? Hey. How are y'all doing? What's going on? This damn heat. We're caught in my kill list right now. Is it like, is it like creating bad energy in your life? Like it's creating a bad mood? No, I'm just inside, so I'm inside <laughs> with that 75 degrees or 70 Oh, you're not following Greg Abbott's <laughs> protocol. Oh, no. <laughs> Ariel, where are you coming to us from? Right now, I'm actually in San Antonio. Okay, San do you know the clip of the girl singing the San Antonio song? San Antonio, San Antonio. <laughs> okay. Yes. Jesus. Fiesta starts today in San Antonio. So, I mean, I, that's all I've heard in the streets right now. Very on brand. <laughs> Shout out. San Antonio. She's, she's, in, she's bigger than the Spurs over here, I promise you. I'm dead. This is a lie. I'm, Spurs like, fans might take offense to that. They're like Greg Popovich. They, hope they, they do. do. Hope <laughs> do. But you're originally from Dallas. 
Or I'm no? Still, I'm still from Dallas. I'm just in okay. San I'm still I'm just from in San Antonio for a little bit. I'm popping between every city every every couple of weeks. I was in Dallas last week, so I'll probably nice. be in Dallas in like two weeks. So Okay. And your family, they're all here as well. All here. They're all from South Oak Cliff. So hey. let's go. I didn't know. Okay, beautiful. And Aaron, tell us a little bit about where you're at, where you're from, who you rep. Um I live in Rowlett. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shout out, Rowlett. Shout out, Rowlett. I'm from Mansfield. Texas. Okay. Yeah, that's nice. We love all the suburb energy. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron and I, when I was in high school, Aaron and I actually uh, lived across yeah. from each other. We didn't, Aww, even, we didn't even know. Oh, how cute. No. Like, we did this show and he was there and I was like, and then uh, we talked about it later. We're like, oh, yeah. Like, we live, both lived in the area. Wow. from each other friend we didn't even know for like two years at least it was meant to be yeah i hope so oh sweet okay so i brought y'all in um actually before we get into the juice topics i do want y'all to tell me a little bit more about yourself and then we'll jump into my messy juice for today Aaron, whoever go. wants to go go for it i me, Aaron. <laughs> what do you want to know, like specifically, like? Um, just tell me a little bit about, like, how do you identify, or, or what do you do here in Dallas, or what are you, what are you working on? Okay, yeah. Um, name pretty wearing. Real name's Aaron. I'm an artist. Producer. bring out the trumpet. Start playing for you to get out. No, oh my gosh. Hey, Aaron, run that back, bro. One more time with some more energy, bro. All right. <laughs> my name is Pretty Boy Aaron. I'm an artist from Rowlett, Texas. <laughs> so Dallas. Shout out, shout out. Dallas, shout Texas. out to all the Rowlett homies. Uh, yeah, no, I I make music. Uh, mostly, it's, I person, personally, like, I work on a, di- a bunch of different genres, but it all has, like, an underlying, like, uh, it always has hip-hop integrated. And Beautiful. so How, how long have beat. you been doing music? Uh, I started in, at the end of high school, and it was, like, I was maybe... 18 i think i was 18 and so i've been doing music since then i'm 26 now so 1984 something like that yeah yeah it's been down even before you were born you just were in the womb making music he was in george orwell time making (laughs) yeah beautiful love it i'm gonna ask you more things later ariel tell us a little bit about yourself and then we'll jump into the actual juice tea yeah, uh, I'm Ariel in the culture or Ariel in the culture for the white people. Uh, <laughs> that is that is my actual name, Ariel Ariel, because my middle name. I used to get beat up for it, so I I changed my name to it so I can embrace it. Yeah, let's uh, heal our trauma. I uh, I uh, make music. I've been doing music since I was like 13, 14, playing like coffee house gigs. Used to do awful like covers of Ed Sheeran shit. I'm gonna do that one. So damn, I might, I might request that. I might request that on. I'm a, not on doing it. First show back. I'm not doing it. I am not gonna request that. I promise you, I'm not. I, I sent Aaron. I sent Aaron a demo of like my first song ever from when I was like 14, and he says he's gonna flip it into his next song. So. Oh my god, that's man. kind of sweet. I like that. No, it's not good. It's not sweet if it's not good. It's not like that. I'm about to make some be good, though. So, no, 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 no. Ah, something good. But I'm from Dallas, Texas. And yeah, I identify he, him, and I'm a Latinx artist. I like to write for other people and produce. And I'm a part of the Stay Pretty Collective with Aaron that he he runs. I love it. I love it. You can't wait to hear more about that. Yes. 
All right. So now we're going to jump into our actual topics for today. And it's a lot of kind of heavy shit. And I don't know how else to word it because it is. And we live in Texas. So unfortunately, a lot of the news is heavy. But, uh, oh, geez. All right. The first thing that we are going to cover is uh, this this so-called critical race theory ban um, that is happening here in Texas. I think it is very much a response to um, a lot of things that had been happening nationally over the last few years. Um, so Greg Abbott was like, no, nah, I'm going to sign this thing in where y'all can't teach critical race theory. And the gag yeah. is, is that like Texas was already not teaching critical race theory. They weren't teaching much about race at all. Um, but it's also very interesting because as someone who's been working with youth for the last like five years um, and very very like intentional about discussing race. I promise you it's not going to stop in the spaces that matter. Um, but it's very interesting to see that our governor is really trying it. So yeah. what do y'all think about this? Y'all both are like, Ooh, Aaron. You wanna go? Yeah. I mean, like when I was in high school, they weren't teaching race like anyways. Right. Like, whenever we would get to like that portion in the textbook about like civil rights, they would always skip over it. Mm. And so I don't know. And I was something I, especially in college, I started learning. Uh, I, don't, I like I knew a bunch because like my parents like uh they would teach me like Black history and all like all that type of shit. And mm. so it's um it just sucks that I had to learn all that like in college or like through them. And so right. I don't know, it's just very sad. And especially like uh I don't let me let me try to put this in the right way. But I feel like it's uh it would be a, very yeah. helpful for kids. Uh, younger kids to learn stuff about this especially because like uh the stuff that they're teaching them is not correct like right or uh it's very whitewashed and very absolutely and they need to expand and maybe that might teach them not to be racist and growing up and doing like, terrible shit yeah <laughs> not a dog bark um yes no i completely agree and uh, I, I think that's to me it's just like more of the same it's just mm -hmm. like in yeah. putting it into law which is their attempt at criminalizing people yeah, more yeah, yeah. right that that uh are doing these things that they're against mm -hmm. um i don't know it's just like it's it should not be surprising but i yeah. it is happening so it's still I mean, kind of unreal um Ariel, did you have anything to add there i mean i think it's just a more blatant way for school teachers who already didn't want to participate to get away with shit. Yeah. I mean, and, and my, when I went to middle school, I went to like a suburbs type of middle school and uh, there was a teacher known for being like a Confederate, like Confederate, what the sympathizer is that the right word? I don't know. And that was like part of it. Like, Oh, they're just, they're just the Confederates. Like it was just part of it. And like, no, that shit should not be like, yeah, not fly at all. Right. Like, it's just going to like, I don't know, since, since 2016 and Trump, like people are just flying their their freak flag, meaning like with their Trump shit and their racist shit, just higher than ever. So I think it's just going to keep getting higher and higher. But Plus, even as a young person, you knew that, right? Like as a young student, y'all oh, already kind of word was on the street that this teacher was extra racist. It, there was a reason why all the teachers that were like that were white. Mm. I don't hate white people. Obviously, I love white people. I love me some good white people. <laughs> they make some good '80s music, but. <laughs> 80s music that's all they gave us <laughs> some good 80s music but 
I mean, I did. all the teachers that were like that that I had were were, were white. I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. see any Latinos, any black teachers doing that. It was because they they knew and they were educated and they experienced their own form of, I guess, discrimination and struggle. Right. They knew not to to, to mess around with that shit, and they're, they're just pressing their luck. I don't know. It's, it's yeah. Weird. It's a protection for them, but it's also very much Greg Abbott like feeding his beasts, right? Because yeah. he knows that they live, they live for that shit. Whereas on the other hand, then we have on a national scope, uh, apparently Biden has made Juneteenth a national holiday, mm-hmm. um, which I feel like was one of the. Like, I feel like in school in Texas, you learned about like MLK and like there was a tiny yeah. blurb in the corner mm-hmm. about Juneteenth. Yeah, and yeah. like that was it. So a lot of I mean, I I'm, I think we should have seen this coming, but it shows um, how performative America is yes. when they are not actually doing anything to mm-hmm. substantially help black folks. But they're like, oh, we'll make this thing a holiday, though. Mm-hmm. And like yeah. people are getting t- paid the day off, and that's why. Like my therapist contacted me and said I have tomorrow off because of Juneteenth, and I was like, oh. "What? That's already going into effect." So oh, yeah, people wow. are getting, yeah, which is mind blowing to me because I'm just like, yeah. well, "Where's the reparations that people should be getting mm-hmm. for this? Not just a national holiday for everybody." Day off, yeah. and also they need to teach or like uh say like as well. I guess school's already going to be out, but like. I don't know. People getting get, get, are going to get off of work, and they really don't know the reason why they're getting off of work. They, and a lot of people don't know it's based here in Texas that it started yeah. in Galveston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's also, just, to, and nor do they care, right? Yeah, yeah, like the reality is, sure they can know about it to some degree, but they don't actually care. They're just gonna start, I think, commercializing this holiday, right? Like that's gonna be interesting yeah. to see as well. I saw on TikTok, it was like a. Uh, I don't know what store it was, but they had like a bunch of like it, got, it was kind of like Juneteenth shirts. It oh was my. like, uh, oh, I love black women. Like it was just it was just super corny, what? and it was just like, it's like the new line because of like the Juneteenth stuff. And it's like, mm. yeah, yeah, it's like this is not gonna. I'm not gonna say it's not gonna end well, but it's gonna. It's interesting. It's interesting the way this is going. It does, and I think it's a sensitive point for Texans, kind of mm-hmm. like Black Texans specifically have a deeper connection to it. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, this is definitely fascinating to see when y'all don't give a fuck about yeah. Black people on a regular day. But yeah. sure, let's make this a holiday. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, oh God, all these topics are depressing. Um, <laughs> Keep it going. Keep it. <laughs> hey, there's some good topics though. Oh, thank you. It's really what's been happening. So I was like, oh, cute. Let me see if there's anything exciting. But it's like, nope, it's a lot of uh, racial trauma. Um, Woo, America. Um, So the next the next topic uh, was called this on the Twitter dot com. And I thought it was hilarious. Um, Someone called it in the whites instead of in the heights. And I knew from the moment I saw that commercial, like two years ago, I said, those are white Latino leads. What the fuck? And I was not that excited to watch it. I watched Hamilton a couple years ago live and I was like, this this is the shit y'all were excited about. I was not a big Hamilton fan. Mm -hmm. I was excited in theory because I was like, "Ooh, hip hop and a musical. Let's go. And Mm -hmm. then I watched it and I was like. Not you retelling the slave story with black and brown people. What is this? So I did not. I appreciate Lin-Manuel, but I did not appreciate what his actual work was at that moment. And I remember when In the Heights, the Broadway musical happened. It was a huge Tony success. 
because mm-hmm. it was one of the first like big Latino stories, like maybe 10 years ago when it premiered. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now they made a film and they've obviously gotten a lot of backlash, which apparently they're very surprised about. I was not surprised about um, because though I've heard it is an enjoyable film, um, it does not actually include the people that look like real people in the Washington Heights area in New York City. Um, I know y'all both did like an event kind of with <laughs> with yeah, them here. Wait, wait. With them here in Dallas. But no, y'all he, watch no, he... y'all watch the film, right? And it's a good film from what I've heard if you don't watch it with a critical lens. No, that shit long though. They're gonna cut some of it out. It's a musical. It's gonna be long. Yeah. Man, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of musicals like that. Some of the songs were fire, though. I can't front. But, right. Yeah, but once I was like, because uh, I, I personally didn't go into the movie thing. I didn't know anything about it. I just saw I just saw like a commercial. I was like, oh, this shit about to be corny. And then once we went into it and watched it, uh, I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I like I like the music. I like that. And then once uh, I saw people talking about how it wasn't inclusive, like it didn't look like you're saying it didn't like look, look like people in the actual neighborhood. I was like, oh, damn, you're not wrong. Because like some of these actors and actresses that they were picking, these are just like, I wouldn't say if they're trying to get to Latinx character, they would get they get the guy, the main guy. Uh, for, I don't know his name, but yeah, he always gets casted. They don't they don't ever change that. And so it's just interesting. Uh, I was like, oh, yeah, that really. They didn't really have much uh, range, I guess. They they did not yeah. at all. Right. Yeah. They continue to put uh, and this this has been happening in media for decades. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm like, how can you all not see that any show you watch still like if you have a black or brown character, they're the side character, they're the best friend, they're the doctor, they're the lawyer. Like they got five minutes on screen in the background or they're dancing or something mm-hmm. else. And that's very much what happened here. So um, it is not surprising. And I I don't know. Like it's it's just. Uh, to me, I'm like, I told y'all, like, come on. Like, I want to love these things and I want these to be big o- box office hits. But the reality is, is like the Latino ticket holder is the number one demographic of movie ticket purchases. Right. That's been the title for the last like seven or eight years that Latinos go to the movies even if they don't see themselves. So this film should not have been the end all be all of what um, Latino films get made in the future. But to me, I'm like. I'm not going to go in on Lynn like I could because I'm going to be nice and save my energy. And also, like, let this be a learning moment for Latinos to really recognize that anti-blackness is inherently a part of our culture. And this, like, Latinidad, like, melting pot bullshit they try to run with has been, like, unreal for the last ever, right? It's it's a concept that was not actual, uh, wasn't reality for most people, especially, like, black Latinos. yeah. Yeah, I I felt I had a couple of issues with the film. I've been a fan of the the musical for like ten years now as well because mm-hmm. it was the first time I felt seen. Oh wow! So and but that that's part of the issue is like I felt seen, but I mean the movie is about Washington Heights and a lot of the you know population is Dominican and a lot of Dominicans mm-hmm. are darker complected and you know it's not about like Mexican like the main character was Navi is not Me- Mexicano he's Dominican and a lot of mm-hmm. Dominican darker skin and Anthony Ramos. Well, he's really talented. He's not. He's not that. He's not right. So oh, and I, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're gonna say. I definitely. I felt seen, but that I'm sure that's that's part of the problem. I was like, oh well, I wasn't the person that was supposed to be seen. 
in this in this role that he's playing. Right. And statistically, Latin America has incredibly high black demographics, right? There is a huge mm-hmm. black population in Latin America, but you mm-hmm. don't even know that because of who is actually or who is usually the image of Latin America in media, right? Mm-hmm. Which is just mm-hmm. pointing out the obvious. And I think this will Mexico be my last didn't, Mexico didn't even add black into the census until like a year or two ago. Yeah, it was like 2018, I believe, um, that they just added uh, black people to their census, right? And that's because there's there was, you know, uh, tons of black people since the mm-hmm. foundation. Um, so it's just, I don't know. To me, it's like a learning moment. And I'm kind of just laughing at the internet because it's absolutely exploding with like, Rita Moreno, who also did Brownface when she did West Side Story in fucking yeah. 1960 something. So it's like, this is not a new thing, but y'all are just showing your ass. And to me, I'm like, this is a perfect time to grow from this if y'all actually want to, instead of like just pretending um, that you're like woke and it's mm-hmm. just the same repeated shit. But anyways, um, that's all I'll say on that topic. I'm sure y'all are very excited about our next topic. I'm very excited about the next topic. Um, I think I think I think Tyler, the creator, knew we were recording today because he announced um, the release of his next album or project. What do y'all think about that? <laughs> Woo! Man, I yeah. Tell us more. Tell us I more. Saw, okay, I saw a tweet that somebody tweeted you, Aaron, that you're releasing a project the same date as him. Is that true? No, we're releasing a song the same. Okay. Day. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I was, was like, yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, no. Luckily, luckily, I'm not rapping on the song because there would be some problems that day. But, oh my god. Yeah. No, so y'all are I, releasing a new single. Okay. What is them? He said you're releasing a single. Yeah, it's a single. Well, it's a it's a collective single of the group, but we oh, get into cool. that. We're getting that a little bit later. I do want to talk about this. Yes. Tell me your initial thoughts because we don't have that much time left. Oh, yeah, go yeah. for it. Oh, yeah. I, I'm excited. I bought the box set. He released the box set today. Okay. Okay. Already? Box set, already? So. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, I'm going to listen to yours. Yeah. And uh, it's dropping while we're in L.A. And so I'm kind of hoping he does something while we're there. So. Oh, he def- so he's already doing stuff. He's already doing the billboards. Yeah. Yeah, he, he had billboards up when I was there. Yeah. So I have a feeling he, he's going to do like a show or something while we're there. Or it's going to be a pop-up. So here. You're speaking it into existence yeah. right now. It's going to yeah, happen. You're going to check in with us next week and be like, look, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got a photo Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> but we want you to do more with Tyler because I know that's one of your biggest influences, right? Yeah. when i first heard you i was like oh this is oh okay like you can tell so deeply in your music and i feel like you've you've started to develop your sound even more which is really exciting and i think even tyler's gone an interesting route as well Mm -hmm. right tyler um from his early stuff you can really hear like this heavy like pharrell and this and these influences and so Mm -hmm. i think it's really beautiful when artists you know are very inspired but also allowing themselves to evolve with whatever right. their sound is and their inspirations mm-hmm. at that time. I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm really excited to see where his arc is going. Like, you know, when he started back with like bastard days, like he was very, had homophobic tendencies in his mm-hmm. music and whether he was playing a character or not, I guess that's Aaron will give me a better answer, but like he went to, <laughs> he went to cherry bomb Mm-hmm. More edgy than Fireboy, which is like, oh, I love everyone now, and I love, right. yeah. I love dudes now, and I'm like, okay, I'm just, and then he went to Igor, which was far left field for me. Yeah, 
but I don't know where I don't know where he's gonna go. I'm I'm seeing where like the character arc for him is going. I personally mm. think it's gonna be a similar similar to Igor, and then also he's been sampling a lot recently, so I feel like he's gonna continue to go because apparently this new song has a sample and stuff. It's like yeah, so it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be tight. Nice. I, I will agree. I do have I have enjoyed watching him like evolve and how he's tra- like transformed. Yeah. Like even just like in his period even with like earl to now is like completely different and like the mm-hmm. whole odd future gang like yeah. felt so homophobic and stuff and now he's like mm-hmm. so different and it's yeah. because he was self-hating because he, yep. he was repressing yep. all his his uh his uh feelings so i'm just like really Crazy. happy for him no i definitely i know when igor happened i was just so proud of him and i know that sounds super corny but i was just like finally like you're finally reaching this like mm-hmm. comfortable position where you're owning it and crafting your own sound um in an even more different way right that felt really like wrapped together because i know um listening to goblin what was it yeah uh that i remember in high school when it came out and i was listening with a homie and i was like this shit's cool but like he's saying a lot of shit right and it almost made me yes and it made me like a little bit uncomfortable but Mm -hmm. i was still into it Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's very interesting to really see this like fully developed artist now and even in his performances. Right. So going to early concerts to like mm-hmm. last well, not last year, but I guess it's last show. Tour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where it was like, oh, you're an artiste now. Yeah. Like yeah, compliments to the. Stage. Yeah. That was amazing. I think yeah. we were at the same show. Yeah, yeah, shout we were, out, yeah. shout out, Grand Prairie, Texas. Uh, <laughs> Grand Prairie Theater, what's up? My graduation was there. Oh my god. No way. <laughs> I'm aging myself. Sam. Well, just, go ahead. Go ahead. He's just got such a gravitational pull to him. Like no matter whether he's controversial or not, I just I just can't stop watching what he's doing. So I love mm-hmm. him. I yeah, I I'm I'm with you 100. percent I def I think that's why I was so excited to see he's like fully embraced who he mm-hmm. is, um, because it could have very much gone the other direction, especially getting fame at such a young age, um, and and not even with just his music, right? But even in TV, like he was in every field right yeah. off top, just from he being your squad. Yeah, yeah, like being his crazy yeah. self, like from the jump. So I I definitely he's someone that I'm like some stuff he still says I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> and at the same time, I'm like, okay, I still love and appreciate you, and and want to follow your growth. So that's yeah. definitely dope. Um, I'm not going to cover our last topic. There's a lot of things going on with the Mavericks right now, so blessings to them. I'm going to keep it moving. Um, Rick Carlisle. <laughs> um, but I do want to ask you all before we wrap, what is going on with your Pretty Boy Records and or collective that I'm hearing about? Um, and then we'll uh, ask you one more thing and wrap up the wrap up right. our juice portion. Aaron, yeah, stay pretty records. That's uh, that's the group. It's like a collective slash. Kind of, I'm trying to get to like the label, like an, like an official label. But right now, it's a collective. Jason's in there, or Ariel and the Culture's in there. Uh, Cleet Abdul, Run Nice, uh, oh. Jerome, Zebra Troop. It's just a, it's, a bunch, it's a bunch of my friends and like collaborators that I've worked with over the years, and oh. so. We're, really, we're like making music together. We're producing for other artists, and uh, we're uh, we're dropping projects. Like I have a project I'm, uh, I'm working on dropping at the end of the uh, end of the summer, and then I won't speak for Jason because yeah, Jason say what he's working on. Yeah, I mean, uh, I've got a, a couple stuff coming out within the next month or two. Uh, I'm working on a project, so I'm really excited about that. It's gonna sound like I think the best way I described it in like another recent interview was it's music you can listen to with your abuela. But also by yourself. 
No, no, it's not. It's not like no, like sad. Okay. But that is sweet. Yeah. You ever seen like your, your, your abuela after like two like micheladas and like the old cumbias come on? That's what this oh, sounds like. Oh, I'm going to be like doing a little bouncing, dancing. It's going to be lit. And I've got yeah, a, some songs coming out soon. So I'm really excited about those. It sounds like the 80s. So mm-hmm. yes. really, really, really Shout out to the 80s. Y'all, we're giving a lot of 80s love today. <laughs> Ariel, Ariel is stuck in the 80s I'm stuck in the 90s low key but <laughs> I'm, I'm catching up Hope, hopefully you hear it in the, ne- the next song the Namato More was very 90s but Aww, I love that song I've been, listening, I've been listening to that non-stop and push to start non-stop and I'm like that's so cool when when uh, people you know make badass music so it makes it real easy to just hit play and add to your playlist so um, as I, I do want to ask you all what do what do you think musicians in Texas need most at this moment? Mm. Money. I hate my answer. Money? No, that's real. They need investment in the arts. Is basically think, the other way of saying it. Um, I think what musicians in Texas need is to put away a lot of artists, put away their ego, and just work together and make great music. Ooh, where's my teacup? Hold on. No, I'm just kidding. I love it. I'm with you. Yeah, Texas could be like the next powerhouse in music. Um, like, I hear it is. Period. I, I think it is. it is actually. Like, I don't think it's like a like in the national spotlight like that yet. But like, we've got like people out of Dallas, like Luna. We've got people in Austin, like Tiara. We pop people in Houston, like Fade Them All. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Like the music that's and, coming out of Texas. And also, like production in Dallas is next level in the hip hop world. Like. Mm-hmm. You know, even I, you know, we've mentioned Meg a million times. Maybe it's a yeah. Meg. Bobby Sessions on Grammys. Mm. Well, and Bobby just, Bobby Bobby. also just released a released huge album, album yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a, it's a big deal. Aaron, what is your answer? Yeah, uh, I'm, I would piggyback off that and just like uh, good music. No, don't piggyback, bro. <laughs> but no, uh, I would say, um, uh, yeah, I was, I would say we need support because a lot of, uh, artists that I know or my friends I would say are doing some really cool shit right now and they're getting a lot of they're about to get to the next level and you're not going to notice you're not going to know but I know these people like they're working behind the scenes like grinding behind the scenes getting deals getting uh getting recognition and stuff from like things that we we don't even see so I would say we need support and just to know that we really do got something coming up next not, I'm not even it. talking about my, like stay pretty, but I'm just saying like stay pretty though, dude. Yeah, That's stay pretty does got some stuff next, but I'm saying just in general, Texas. You, you don't have to be humble right now. You're on Decolores Radio. This oh, is your right. moment to shine. <laughs> Aaron's um, let me boast Aaron real quick. Aaron's next project that he's about to drop um, is literally going to change like the Dallas scene. I love it. Not, it's not even funny because I'm on it too. I worked on it like this much, so, <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's good. It's, it's amazing. Awesome. It's amazing. Like Aaron's gonna break the scene, and I'm just gonna try to be the roadie and help out. I'm dead. I just want to be in the studio one time. You're gonna hate it. You're gonna hate it. I promise you. Because we don't. I'm I'm t- when we go to the studio, we don't make music. We just sit we there don't like, do shit. Yeah, we, that we sounds do amazing. No, it's not. Well, well, like, it's depends if we're looking to like be like, oh, I want to see them make music because you're not gonna see us make music. <laughs> Oh my, that's fine. I really, I just like the vibes. I love to support y'all, and we want to shout out to Khalid. I know he's back there somewhere. Yeah, he right here. Shout oh, out, Khalid? Khalid? shout out, 
<laughs> yes. Shout out to the the Pretty Boy crew. Thank you both so much for joining us today. We're big fans of y'all's work. Feliz cumpleaños. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Happy mm-hmm. birthday, Adi. Appreciate it. I'm really glad. I want to say three years ago, I sent an email. I'm glad I'm finally here on my birthday. So I it. Listen, this is exactly when it was meant to be. I, I need you to understand that we, uh, unfortunately, we're so backed up with how it was, but I'm glad that it came full circle and we could highlight you for your birthday. Appreciate um, it. We appreciate you. Please know we're here for you all and excited for whatever the future will bring to you. you and we are sending love. Thank so you. that oh actually where can we support you in your work tell us that oh <laughs> uh, you can follow me on at aaron is pretty on uh all social media you can also google my name pretty boy aaron and i'll pop up and you can follow stay pretty records at twitter is stay pretty rec like rec and then on instagram is stay pretty records Love it. Ariel? You can, um, um, I, I use my burner name as my at name and it took off. So I'm at Funny Latinx or Funny Latinx on every platform. Come and find me. You can find me at Ariel in the Culture, uh, Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube if you're cheap. Hey, hey, you know what? Uh, You know what? Richard Dina from Songmas would tell you that YouTube actually helps a lot of Latinx artists. I love Richard. He is the sweetest. He is the sweetest. And look, Khalid's wearing an NERD hat. Shout out. What's up? He he, he Um, put on mine. (laughs) I know. I got mine over there. I just see it. Hey, next time we need to talk about how... We need to talk about how me and Pat grew up as Pharrell stands, and it's nice to it's nice to meet other ones. Oh geez, not no despicable me bullshit. I'm talking. Oh, oh geez, we talking about Run to the Sun. Mm. I, I, I go back though, but see, yeah. me and Pat were there in 2004. Okay, like I got I got to meet him at K104. That's <laughs> Actually, so yeah. yeah, 2004. Yes. yes, I was five years old. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. I was 16. Wait, were you born in 1999? (gasps) We have to. Okay, get them off the show. Love you guys. See y'all later. Not 1999. I feel elderly now. Love y'all later. Bye. All right. We are going to take a commercial break. uh, And I am going to plug our Patreon You can get this video content and extra exclusive early access content at patreon.com slash decoloresco. You can also, and that is a monthly patron subscription. So there's $3, $7, and $10 tiers. And we could really use the support. I am, oh, hey, it's just me. Um, I, my computer, y'all, I said it earlier, but I'm like, uh, our our sweet tech producers like your computer is our downfall and it's kind of sad um, so we could definitely use the support and donations because we need new equipment to keep this thing going um, so if you haven't already please subscribe and or donate at decoloresradio.com slash donate we're very excited to be bringing in our special guests for our interview today some oh my gosh these creatures here are so loud 
some more of Texas Texas's magical musicians. These girls have been kicking butt for several years, and if you're in Austin, you've definitely heard of them. We're so glad they're with us today. Tierra Girls are fourth-generation Mexican-American sisters, musicians, and songwriters from Austin, Texas. Composed of singer-guitarist Tori Baltiera, bassist Tiffany Baltiera, and drummer Sofia Baltiera, the multifaceted artists are a part of a generation creating a global music culture by pursuing sound without restrictions. The three-time Austin Music Award-winning trio utilize their inspiration from rock, Latin, pop, soul, reggae, blues to develop a unique sound that defies the limitations of genre. Activists for a Better World, their first recording came after the 2016 election in the form of a protest song titled Leave It to the People. The powerfully engaging single was promoted via a series of public service, service announcements with an emphasis on encouraging young people to vote. Their latest release is an original song titled Soy Chingona, loosely translated to I'm a Badass, which unravels English verses and Spanish choruses over a catchy melody where steady alternative rock meets Latin-inspired dance rhythms. An anthem for sisterhood, the song will serve as a strong declarative introduction for the band as genre-defying artists on a mission to spread empowering messages to a generation through their music. Tierra Girls, welcome to The Colores Radio. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much. I love that. so beautiful. <laughs> Listen, I did my best. I wanted to impress you all. No, you you always bring so many great things to the table, Eva. <laughs> y'all are so sweet. I'm glad y'all can join us live from the 512 Austin, Texas today. Tori's bedroom. <laughs> Ooh, an exclusive. You don't get to see Tori's bedroom, but that's you. It's a cute little wall with vines. I like it. Yes, thank you. So how are y'all doing? How's the heat over there? Um, Honestly, I haven't been outside i'm really scared (laughs) i went outside today once to go to the gym and then i was like "Mm -mm, gotta stay inside (laughs) you're like i'm going in the heat to sweat more i saw TikTok of someone's shoes melting off like (gasps) the bottom like the rubber was like coming off and i was like i'll stay inside as long as i can (laughs) someone posted that yeah, I saw on TikTok. It was really scary. Oh my <laughs> I've seen like hella people making food on the on like the porch or whatever, and someone made shrimp fried rice, and I was like, oh, "This yeah. is getting really impressive." <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah, no, it's intense. So my first question is because I, I, I also work with my sibling, but how did we? How did we build a family band? How did that happen? Um. Well, we all. Well, first, our dad was a DJ um, back in like the early 2000s, and he was in a dancing group called, uh, I think, Rolando's B-Boys, and he was like, Ooh. they were like pretty international for a few oh. years. Um, yeah. He was really into that scene, um, and then he became a DJ, and he would bring us to all of his shows, like the quinceaneras and the weddings and the like corporate events. Um, and we would be like hanging out by the different like crates of CDs he had um, and like literally blaring our ears to like <laughs> Rihanna and like <laughs> Intocable and like Selena and stuff. Wow. So we, we like were introduced to music 
through our father. Um, and Sophia was always someone that wanted to like bang on things and um, <laughs> just follow rhythms. So my parents put her in a percussion kind of lesson situation. And then mm-hmm. Tiffany uh, was playing keyboard or piano with my grandmother for a little bit. Um, and when I was in third grade, my teacher, he brought out a guitar for the first time during class. And I was just like so mesmerized, um, just like through the fact that music can bring so much to like your emotions mm. and like can make you move. And I was like, what is this feeling as an eight year old? Um, yeah. So I like told my mom and she put me in lessons. Um, and then we were like, we're all playing instruments in the same house at the same time. Like we should just do it together. So we started um, like covers from like the Beatles, Stevie Wonder, like little things that we w- were just interested in. Um, and of course, Selena, we did a lot of Selena. And we still do just because it's really fun to play. Um, yes. and we love her. Um, and so then, yeah, after that, we kind of just like started writing together. Um, and it's been history ever since. <laughs> I love it. So, Sophia, how old were you when you started then? Since you were you were one of the first ones that were taking was taking actual classes, right? Yeah. Well, I think Tiffany was. She was oh, just, okay. I started like I think I was seven. seven yeah, um, I started okay. playing um, like piano, and then like I got into the keyboard, and then when we started playing. I think I was playing. I picked up the bass for a little bit and then I was like, I got so frustrated and I went to the keyboard again. It just doesn't sound right. So then I like got myself acquainted more with the bass and now I love it. (laughs) Yeah. We like forced her to start playing bass because we were, we were playing, I was playing guitar and singing. Sophia was playing drum set and Tiffany was playing the bass part on the keyboard and we're like Tiffany this doesn't sound right this is hilarious hilarious. and but our hands were super tiny um at the time and like kind of still are but (laughs) she was like but the strings are so yeah I like wanted to cry every time we practiced oh my gosh but now it's like it's like just like another part of my body now yes you're so used to it so y'all been doing music then well over 10 years Mm mm-hmm I love it. Uh, I in my head, y'all are the new Quintanilla family, but maybe relax. <laughs> we get that a lot. <laughs> I'm sure y'all do, but I'm like, no, the power's there. Like, and your dad's influence, obviously. And I, 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 I think I've seen y'all live at least twice. Um, and I, I love how supportive your family is and involved they are with the process as well. Yeah, we have yeah. a joke where if my dad gets really involved or like angry, I'll be like, AB, stop it. <laughs> like, please, please don't control me like Selena. Let me have a little freedom. Thank you. That is funny. Did y'all wait? Now I'm getting sidetracked, but did y'all listen to that uh new Selena podcast where they interviewed her dad? No, no, I definitely recommend it. <laughs> no it's it kind of let me like humanize him more because we've only mm-hmm. seen this like movie portrayal of yeah. him and then like all the actions he takes against the fam against her name essentially that listening to him about her from him was really kind of interesting so i definitely recommend yeah. that uh podcast i pat i don't i think it's anything for salinas i think that's what it's called yeah um, we actually met him when we were younger um but we didn't that? get a photo <laughs> I'm, i i i remember it was a show for uh dia de los muertos and mm-hmm. ab was there his band was playing and um he heard us play como la flor uh oh. and he like told us that he really liked it he came out of the trailer and then 
the dad was backstage and I think he, he just gave us some advice. He was just like, keep going, like stay in school, that kind of thing. Um, he was super sweet. So, but we were, we were little. So. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So what is it like then to work with your siblings? <laughs> Give us the real tea. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I mean, I think there's a big advantage from it because, you know, we can speak with like our eyes and stuff on stage and just give like little body gestures. And we're like, okay, like if Tori messes up and I'm like, so I'm lost now, when are you going to end? And she'll just like, you know, Mm -hmm. okay, I catch on. That's what I love about it. And then there's some things I hate. (laughs) The thing is is, like, we have like both ends of of like extreme worlds where we'll like our communication will be amazing. Yeah. And like, we have so much fun together because we're completely comfortable with each other mm-hmm. um, in music and in like communication. And like, it's a really big plus in like this new music business world that we're in because you kind of have to stay on top of each other and it's easy to just keep each other on track. If you know someone from the womb. Um, so that's a really like good part of it. But also whenever we're in arguments and things like that, um, we can't really stay mad at each other because we are friendly, because we're always together, because we know like what buttons to push and what buttons to not push, which can come right. in handy. But no, okay. <laughs> I I personally love it. But there are, you know, those like weird times where you're just like. Let me just let you breathe for a second. And I know we'll regroup because we love each other. Right. That's a good way of putting it. We will. I we will regroup after you eat your meal and you're not. (laughs) I'm not I'm not hinting at anybody that I work with very (laughs) closely. But uh, yeah, I I, I asked that because I know a lot of times like people have a perception of siblings and it's either like a really great, almost creepy relationship because they're like. (laughs) I won't even get into it or it's like very estranged from each other. Right. And they like don't associate at all. And so I'm, I think it's so beautiful and powerful to see you all three sisters, you know, three beautiful, powerful um, young ladies kind of coming together and saying, we're going to create not only great music, but like a great empowering intentional music in the state of Texas, like just your existence and creating this music is powerful right it is inherently radical and i hope that y'all understand that and the power of having your family members um involved in that is even more um more more incredible you know yeah thank you a lot of it has to do with their parents too like Mm. before we had music like they instilled in us like giving back to the community and they told us their stories about everything that they've done before um and so they helped us reach out to different organizations in the beginning of our musical career, like when we just were doing free shows the whole time. Um, and so we, we like, we found what was important to us and it's helped us shape like who we are advocates for now and um, what we stand for. Yeah. We, we grew up like, we grew up playing around some other um, younger bands that some are still around, but some of them like, kind of just like aren't on the radar anymore um, because of the lack of parental support that was Mm. there um so every day we're like extremely thankful Mm. that like our parents work for free (laughs) for us um, because they love us and because they believe in like what we do so 
I love it. And you, it said fourth generation Texans, right? Yeah, Mexican Americans. Yeah, I love it. And so your lineage. Do y'all know more history about your family lineage in regards to like Mexican Americans in Texas? Yeah. Well. We did like an ancestry thing. Our parents, we bought it for our parents. Uh huh. <laughs> their birthdays or something. Yeah, they, um, but they're both from the same, like, oh, wow. they're both from the um, Oh, wow. But, no, we've, we've been in Texas for like so long. So long. Yeah. Um, our great grandmother actually owned a few bars here in Austin. I um, love it. We, we played in like one of them the other weekend. Um, and like our dad was like the alley, the alley is still the same. Like he used yeah. to work there and like restock the sprites and stuff. <laughs> but no, um, when our grandmother um, lived on uh, Susa Chavez on the east side, mm-hmm. so we've been here forever. We really haven't left at all. How but, do you feel about how Austin's transforming right now? Sad. <laughs> it's really sad. Yeah. Actually, I'm like, if you have roots in East Austin, I can only imagine how how much y'all feel in that yeah, regard like, the place where we go like where we used to go like every weekend like to be with their family and stuff and like my grandma has a house on Cesar Chavez and um now she's like the only house there next to mm-hmm. vintage shops like, like a, a business would come every like year and I was just like oh my gosh yeah we yeah. would go like for holidays and stuff and just see all these different new businesses um um and like especially there was one tire shop um, I'm I'm not familiar. I I don't remember what it's Leo's. called. I think it's Leo's tire shop mm-hmm. or Lou's or something. Um, but there was like a mural of like indigenous kind of like art style. Mm-hmm. Um, and the tire shop like left. They were bought out, and then um, this like kind of like bodega style gentrified like taco Damn. coffee place came, and they kept the art, and they were capitalizing off of the art and making them into T-shirts. And oh, so we, would, like, we would pass by and see like different like murals be gone, uh, be capitalized off of. And like there used to be like a pinata place next to our grandmother's house. And there's like a juice land. There's going to be a winery. Yeah, it's um, really weird. <laughs> it's really yeah. sad. <laughs> yeah. And it's not stopping anytime soon. Right. And so it's such an interesting like contrary to like um kind of what we were talking about earlier in in the episode was like this performative like appearance right and so a lot of people really hype up austin because of how like quote-unquote liberal it is right and they say it's like the most liberal part of texas Mm -hmm. and i'm like is it and for who right like who is that for or who gets to define that and who are they actually um helping in our state right because that's also where our governor is and where a lot of his homies are um Mm -hmm. and that's why they're doing a lot of horrible things to like you know um the homeless folks and stuff and so there's just so much um there in the city of austin um and so much of your music also has that political energy right which i think is is everything at least to me it's everything right (laughs) um i did has i had this question i did not write it down until later on and i was like I want to know what would y'all's ideal Texas look like in the future? Ooh. Let me see. Does anyone want to go first? <laughs> I if think it could be would... your your dream Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Nothing, no, nothing that we are dealing with now, but what would your dream Texas look like? My dream Texas would like, I don't know. We were backstage and we heard um, Errol in the culture like talk about ego. And mm. I feel like ego is a big central part of like everything that goes bad. Um, I think like the politicians here 
we, we don't need politicians first. Yes. Um, <laughs> I think we need to like focus on not having ego and like money is a really big scary part of like all that goes to poop here. I feel right. out like we lose so much of our rich history, especially in East Austin. Um, we just need like more collaboration and like more just community. like more community. Yeah. Like I, I, I think about how like during the freeze, like the community was the people that were helping out everyone more than like the government um right and so i think like those people need to have more of their voices out there um and people need to be listening to what their ideas are and how the community should be yeah our our ideal texas would have open ears open hearts Mm. unity you know still look the same way that it looked when we were like babies texas is beautiful but then like there's so many weird, like, faces that Texas has, you know, like, there's cities that are more liberal, but then there's cowboys, but then <laughs> there's issues at the border. It's like, we can still be very diverse and vast um, and multifaceted, but I think if we just were more loving to our people, mm. it would be great, you know? Absolutely. I love it. I agree 100%. Um, so y'all accomplished so much already in your, um, fairly young, you know, journeys as musicians. What are you most proud of to this point? I would say I'm most proud of the little moments that we have. Mm. Um, we went to Corpus one time to play for, um, uh, like a, it's called Chica's Rock. It's sort of like Mm. a, we have this thing here in Austin called Girls Rock Camp, um, but mm-hmm. in Corpus, it's led by El Dusty's partner. Oh, uh, dope. So oh, El Dusty. She, <laughs> mm-hmm. she invited us and we played, and it's sort of like a Latina, um, young Latina-based, like, camp or just, like, kind of curriculum for little girls to learn how to play instruments, like, um, and play in a band eventually. So we went and we opened for their show. Um and we kind of like got to talk to them backstage and just see, and they were inspired by us, but we were inspired by them. So I think um, d- different moments that mirror our message and that make us feel very like warm in our hearts is what I'm most proud of. Um, it's not really like, it's my, it sounds cheesy, but it's not really the accolades and stuff. Yeah. It's kind of like the real kind of eye contact, connection. you know, mm-hmm. connection. So that's what yeah. I'm proud of. I don't know. Yeah, I have a similar, like, the shows that where we, like, feel like, okay, this was, like, really good show, people were dancing with us, and, like, those moments, it makes me, like, it feels really, really rewarding, and then I guess, like, I'm still riding the wave of switching going on, so I'm really proud of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. We were in Hawaii when it was released. So. I saw that. I said, oh, y'all are living. That's <laughs> Well, now that you brought it up, that is my next question. Sophia, did you want to share what you were uh, most proud of, actually, before we jump into Soy Chingona? Yeah, um, I just would say that, I mean, I just, there's just, just this one moment that popped into my head of this little girl who had contacted my parents saying that they wanted to meet me or she wanted to meet me. Um, and she is aspiring to be a drummer and that just seeing me helped her realize that she could do it too. And I just know that when I was younger, I didn't really have much of that around Austin Mm. and that just made it like everything worth it. Um, so more, I can only imagine I probably would have cried. That is so pure. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. Like drummer, obviously I'm in awe of all musicians because uh, I did a lot of things in school, but the recorder was like the extent of my music career. <laughs> and so anytime anybody can play anything, I'm like, wow. But everybody knows drummers got a special energy. Yes. So to see like, you know, women drummers, it's it's just the ultimate like wow moment. So that I can only imagine was uh, really sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, now that we've uh, mentioned Soy Chingona, can you all tell us more about the concept? Yeah, so um, it went back like a few years ago, honestly. We started... Around the time we started deciding that we wanted to make our music for an empowered generation, um, because we started, we kind of had to had to learn about our culture in our own way because it wasn't mm. close to school, right? And because of like the generational trauma that our parents had and our grandparents had from not wanting to teach um, our parents full Spanish, but then our parents knew Spanish, and then that kind of just diluted like down the line and so dealing with the identity crisis of being um in the hyphen of mexican-american and then not being taught like what you wanted to learn in in, like history class and then being in a weird political atmosphere we were like okay so if we don't do it for us like we kind of have to just like power through it um so around that time we were kind of seeking out shows that um, were woman centered um, and that could teach us about these different things we wanted to learn about like feminism and like being Mexican, um, being Mexican American. So we found a market called Frida Friday ATX that mm-hmm. started a few years ago, I feel, yeah. um, created by TK Tunchez. We connected with her. Uh, it was fairly small when it started out, uh, but now it's really big. It's so cool. It is. We, um, we've heard of it down here as well. Yeah, we started playing a few shows there. Um, around the time we wrote Leave It to the People, which was like, I feel like either in the beginning or in the middle of like the first Trump era. <laughs> um, yeah. So we were kind of like on this momentum um, push with that. But we heard of the word chingona at her markets because mm-hmm. there were there were a lot of vendors that had little you know, purses that said chingona. Yeah, like, very in. Yeah, yeah, so what is that? Like, ooh. Um, and so we learned about it and we realized that, like, oh, it's kind of like a bad word, you know? Um, <laughs> but we were like, so what? Like, we're yeah. this is a new generation. We were learning and we're we're learning as we go. So um we kind of like had that um in our little shelf of like songs you want to write about and like concepts. And so our dad was kind of the one who pushed us to do it. Our dad is such a feminist. I love him. I uh, love it. So yeah, so we were like, let's write a song about the word chingona. Um, and at the time, I was listening to like a lot of like soul kind of music and a lot of more mm. of Chicano Batman. So mm. I feel like that's where the uh, the chorus got kind of its inspiration. But yeah, we just went with that concept and the love that the woman community in Austin gave us um, all the creatives people like TK people like the creator of Chingona Fest Denise Hernandez um, musicians in Austin like Clemencia Zapata Gina Chavez um, a lot of those people we kind of just like had we felt their warmth a lot um, in the time we were like growing up and playing these shows and writing more songs for an empowered generation 
So um, it's so Ichinguana is like an homage to the women that have given us that love and that have opened the doors for us and make us feel like we can actually, you know, go for those shows and write those songs and get signed to a label and a management. Hey, congratulations. Thank you. No, but yeah, that's what Ichinguana is. It's it. It was like a little orb of light that was always following us around so yeah no y'all br- you brought up a lot of interesting points we also re- or you know talked about the cri- critical race theory ban that's happening um here in texas and it's kind of ironic and also interesting because you also mentioned um generational trauma right and so what happened to a lot of uh mexicans in texas was that they were literally um, and Latino people in general, right, was that they were banned from speaking Spanish and literally punished, right? So this actual history was happening and um, affecting uh, even friends I have, right? I have friends that are a little bit older than me and they say I wasn't allowed to speak Spanish, so I don't speak Spanish, right? Um, because in these schools, they were literally being attacked and or like physically even abused in some cases, right? So there is so much history um, and so much more to whatever this concept of Latinidad is, right? Um, than just speaking Spanish, but also reclaiming it and owning it um, and creating music that is so beautifully fun and exciting. I also can't stop listening to this song. And I'm like embarrassed low key because I'm like, okay, it's the third <laughs> time today, but it's fine. It's it's everything. Sometimes for the views. (laughs) It's all me. It's all me. (laughs) I go on the Spotify for artists, like little dashboard. I'm like, who's listening to us right now? Oh no, does it show you? I can't see the name. I just thank God. (laughs) Eva, no. It would be me. It would be me yelling in my car, like guaranteed. (laughs) No, I love that. I mean, this is this was a song we put so much work and love into and it was so hyped up for a long time. Um, and we're just happy that it's out because I really feel like it showcases our talents and us as people. So it is, it's, it's list. Like I, I also love seeing the evolution of y'all's music, right? Cause we've been following you for a couple years, but this song is, if I could curse more, I would. Um, <laughs> it is very, it is very good. It, it's very catchy. And, um, I, I, uh, Tori, I told someone recently, I think I was, I was bragging on y'all a little bit, but I was like, Tori's voice is amazing. And when you hear her live, it's even more, um, it literally brings chills, um, because it has, uh, such like sultry depth to it. And I don't know if you realize that, but it carries that. And I think that's, um, to me, the biggest artists have something that stands out or that sticks with you. Um, and I think you have that for sure. So, um, I, I really am so excited for everything that happens, um, and will continue to happen for the Tierra girls. And I'm, um, I'm wondering now, since we mentioned the dreams for Texas, what is y'all's biggest dream for the Tierra girls? Ooh, our biggest dream. I mean, I obviously, I think we all want to travel way more to get our music mm-hmm. out there to see some more things like Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> um, and to also just continue to make an impact on everyone yeah. and share our voice and let those people know that they're being heard and that there's a space for them. Mm. Yeah, we, I think our biggest dream right now would be to, you know, travel. We just signed there. We released a single and we're seeing um, that there's a lot more people outside of Texas that like us. Um, yes. We haven't performed outside of Texas maybe only once. It was for a private thing. Um, mm-hmm. 
And so we're really excited to maybe go to L.A., um, go to other cities in Texas um, and just like I'm I'm really eager to like meet the people that have been listening to us and like have been following us online because we've been cooped up in the house for a long time and we still yeah. have it because we want to be safe. But right. um, the biggest dream is just to meet the people that love us and that we love and to keep playing and explore the world with our music. I love it. I love it. It's going to happen, y'all. It's not a matter of like, it's just when it's going to happen, right? It's it's yeah. going to happen. And I'm so excited for y'all. Um, I know I was excited to meet y'all. I think we had met y'all before here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then seeing y'all again, probably two, three years later, which was just a few weeks ago in Austin. Um, and just reconnecting was really beautiful. So I'm sure those dreams will come true. And I look forward to seeing them happen. Um, and just like connecting with you all. It's, it's definitely uh, been a dream for us as well. Um, is there anything else new coming and where do we follow and support y'all's work as we wrap up our interview? Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's weird because when you're signed, you're like, can we talk about? Yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. Whatever you no, can go I for mean, it. I think we can. We, we have some songs that are already recorded, you know, and just being mixed and mastered and everything. But um, this another new project that we're probably going to be working towards soon mm-hmm. um, is a song that I think you probably heard live. Um, it's called Let Love Free. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a song about letting love free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's like a really, really big kind of concept for us because over this pandemic, we learned about self-love mm. <laughs> and um you know cutting ties in relationships that don't serve us yes amen um, and so like you letting love free can be either um bringing love in into you for yourself from yourself or letting um toxic love away you know oh. letting it go mm-hmm. um so that's what this next song is about um hopefully that will be out at some point i don't know when That's last okay. time i said that <laughs> i said so god i was gonna be out at the wrong date <laughs> no we don't that. have to give dates we don't have to give <laughs> no. dates but we do like any inside scoop we can get okay uh, well i'll say something yeah. if you want to know truly where the inspiration came from for this song you can um just keep a lookout and follow our instagram because we'll be coming out with a video i think yeah just kind of explaining the inspiration <laughs> yeah that's like and that's the real cheese man oh period <laughs> a little snap well, yeah we're, we're here for for all versions of whatever the meaning of this song is and love and celebrating ourselves and being ourselves and we're so excited that Y'all have embraced that in your identities and in yourselves um, because it is critical to surviving uh, this country and also to thriving as well and really um, just letting ourselves be ourselves. Um, But thank you all so much for being here today. Where can we follow and support y'all's work and listen to your music? And any any final words you have before we um, wrap up our interview with y'all today? Um, you can follow us, Tiara Girls, T-I-A-R-R-A Girls, on Instagram at Tiara Girl Band, Facebook, Tiara Girls, YouTube, Tiara Girls. Um, go watch our new music video, Switching yes. One, and stream it on all of your favorite digital streaming platforms. Um, it's censored on Apple Music, but just ignore that. <laughs> that <was> so funny. <laughs> no, but um, this has been just so fun. I don't want to leave. <laughs> you don't have to 
I'm like, you can stay here. I wish I could uh, have y'all every every episode, but right? oh no, we have been listening to the Colores for yeah. years. I, there was a point where I was getting into Tiffany's car, and literally, that she was already playing. You guys, we were just <laughs> driving, listening. Like, yeah, I want to say thank you to the Colores Radio. Um, I hope everyone continues to um, support this podcast. Yes, like, every time I'm listening, I like relate to so much and then I learn to so much learn about mm. so much um and so yeah y'all are just beautiful this is, this is a dream too I was like I was, I was I'm like, just I'm soaking it up I said let me hear from some <laughs> no, I listen to you guys so much and like I was like me and Tori talked about like oh my gosh what if we were on here one day and I was, <laughs> yeah I was gonna make it happen. Okay, what our mean mood is. <laughs> Do y'all have one? Because I will take it if y'all have one. I'm prepared. Okay, okay. Sorry, sorry. There's a, there's this picture of a chihuahua, and he's like, this. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it's like really up close in the yeah. face, and it's wearing like a pink shirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm a meme queen for real. Like I have that saved on my phone. I'm with you. Maybe next time we'll we'll have one. We'll have a little album ready for you. Absolutely. You gotta be ready. You gotta be ready because you never know. Does anybody else have a meme mood? Oh man. So we're like, why are you doing this, Emma? We listen to you in the car. I I feel like when I'm listening to you guys, I have one and now I'm just like you're blanking. It's okay. Yeah. That means you'll have the to do it next time. Okay, I'll yeah. do that one for now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no, That's we just love one. you guys. Thank you for having uh, us on the show. Yeah. Like, you're amazing. Please keep doing what you're doing because I f- see a really bright future for y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really beautiful things are coming your way. So, I think, look, we're reflections of each other right now. Okay. I just, I, I feel the same way about y'all. It was a huge honor and dream um to to chat with you all and to hear more about your story and hopefully someday we can we can do an event or a project or some kind of collaboration together um but major love and continued success to the tiara girls i realize i've been saying tiara this whole time because okay I all, it wrong too. okay i was like we all got different accents in texas yeah. apparently but uh, much love to you all i can't wait to see y'all and hug you again in the in real life in the future and thank you so much for joining us today on the colores radio thank you thank you see you later love y'all bye-bye Bye. wow okay see now i'm emotional and i gotta wrap up this show all right major thanks again to the lovely tiara girls they mentioned a lot of beautiful self-love and all that goodness, which leads me to our segment. I cannot look at myself and sing this part. It's very hard for me. Okay, I have to close my eyes like Selena. Um, self-care corner. All right. Yay. Um, so I learned the hard way by literally falling um, that I needed to slow down. And I really hurt my ankle and I still, I just took my boot off recently, but it was, uh, at the beginning of Mercury and reggaeton and I fell on a baby rock and I was very sad because it was a lot of pain. I've never felt like I've never been in so much pain in my life. Um, but I took that, um, bad situation as a sign that I needed to slow down right because I was doing too much I had just hopped out of three meetings I had just ran all my errands and I was trying to make everything happen without like pausing and just 
processing the moment and just slowing down and realizing that I don't have to go at a million again, right? Like I do not appreciate this like quote unquote concept of post quarantine where we're supposed to perfectly be normal and at 100% again. I think we're all in a state of like PTSD and I would really appreciate if we all slowed down instead of rushing life back to normalcy, whatever that means or looks like um, in this modern world right because life is lifing and it gets very hard and so taking that message of like slow down um, and be present and stop trying to do too much because what you could do prior to quarantine is not the same version of you that you can handle now Um, even recording these podcasts and things is a lot more emotionally draining on me than it used to be Um, and I need to honor that right So that is my self-care corner for the week. It is the message to slow down and also, you know, be more mindful and intentional with those connections so you can really um, enjoy them. So take a deep breath and slow down. That's what I'm going to be working on and I've been working on on the last few weeks. Um, Pat, do you want to join me so that you can share if there's anything you want to add to that? I don't necessarily have anything to add, but I will agree that um, everything does feel very rushed now and everybody wants to go back into normalcy. And that is kind of hard for me to try to maneuver while also respecting my boundaries and time because I am transitioning out of this state. Um, So I'm just trying to be mindful of like myself when my body's like, no, girl, you don't need to do all these things. You're just like, it's fine if you don't go hang out with those people today or go to the park, like stay home. Um, So uh, that's something I'm trying to work on um, just because I obviously want to see people before I leave, but I also need to respect my, my, my own time. So thanks for that reminder. I love it. Thank you for sharing Patty. Um, That is our self-care corner for today, which then leads us to our Brown and go for it, Pat. I was just making the noise, a little air horn. Oh, well, I was going to let you say the title. Um, The Black Indigenous POC Business of the Week. So I did a Twitter poll and I asked people what they preferred the title to be. And people said black and brown. Um, So you might hear them kind of conflated with one another. uh, But we obviously mean uh, a variety of of, uh, backgrounds when we... Uh, do this this segment um i uh he's like a i feel like he's an internet friend because i've only have i ever i feel like i've seen him in real life like once maybe um but i do have some of his work and he's a he's a great artist it's actually right here behind me oh shit i just the mic (laughs) this is one of his pieces but he gets a lot of attention um for his jewelry it actually goes viral on twitter like yearly if not every few months um so i want to shout out uh, a friend that goes by um b-l-a-q that's black he creates really amazing beautiful jewelry Um, is is that his name under twitter i can find it to share yeah so you can find his work um at uh www.black.us and you can um buy some of his amazing jewelry that comes with like a chain and a really beautiful stone so you might have seen them around they're getting a lot of traction now um but he is based here in the dallas fort worth area i believe he's oak cliff oak cliff uh born and raised 
Um, so he is a homie and I appreciate him and he does really beautiful work. So if you're into like a cute little jewelry anklet moment, um, I definitely oh, recommend. Oh, really nice. Yeah, I definitely recommend his work. It's really beautiful. And he's also a great person from my interactions with him. He's he's uh, stuck up for me a time or two, which I also appreciate because that's rare for cis het men to do, unfortunately. And he's been down. Um, so I'm a big fan and supporter of him. And I figured we could highlight him this week and his work. Um, so shout out to Black um, and his jewelry. Uh, I definitely recommend it. It's beautiful and you should support it. So that is our brown and black business of the week for today. Thank you, Patty. Um, That means it's time for our final segment for real. That is who the F you got, who you got with the Coco. Pat, who you got? Uh, So um, besides listening to a lot of Meg because of that video, I've um, been listening to a lot of Japanese Breakfast. Her, her new album's really good. Um, I'm trying to get the name right now because I was not prepared. Um, but yeah, she released a new album about two weeks ago. And I know she's doing a lot of great stuff too. She released um, a book not too long ago. And I think she's also going to get a TV series from it. But the album's oh, nice. called Jubilee. Um, but yeah, she's a great writer, great performer. I really like the music a lot. Um, yeah, so that's who I would highlight. I've heard. I'm still, a lot I'm, about- I'm still reading, still reading my Hanif book, trying to nice. get ready for the book club. Nice. Uh, I've heard a lot about Japanese breakfast, but I haven't listened, so I probably need to do that soon. I think you'd like it. It, it has nice vibes. Her writing's really great, and just like the songs on there, just go really smooth transitions throughout the whole album. That I was like, oh, this is over already. So, yeah. <laughs> Exciting. Uh, I'll definitely check them out. I, If you are watching the video via a super secret Patreon link, I just changed the color of the light on me and I'm brown again because I was realizing <laughs> that the, what do you call these lights that are really- The ring lights? The ring light. I looked like um, I was in the Heights and I was the lead star. <laughs> like that was not my actual complexion. And I just remembered to change it. And I guess it's more of a sepia now and I'm brown again. Um, you know, so, I was wondering, I was like, I know I got a little tan, but I didn't think we were like, I was over tan. No. And I, I, it did not click until just now that like, maybe I should put it on a different setting. So I don't look, um, like I'm Lin-Manuel's cousin because I'm not. <laughs> um, so I just wanted to clarify that, uh, that is the exciting part of Patreon is you get to see, see our reactions in real time. Um, so my, I think my, who you got's a little bit obvious. I kid you not. I've been listening to pretty boy, Aaron and Ariel in the culture and Tierra girls, Tiara girls. Um, and even our homies, Luna, Luna nonstop for the last two weeks. And I don't know if it's cause I was prepping for this, but I was like, no, I actually, I really rock with this. Right. And I've been listening to them all, um, for the last few years, but I'm really excited and proud of their most recent work and excited to see where their futures go. But they all have they all offer different sounds and they all are multifaceted mm-hmm. with their talents as well. Um, and they're all Texas musicians. Right. And I think that is a huge part of this. Um, and they're you know, they're all saying we all want support. We all want to be able to play more. And there's so much brilliant musician 
talent and artistry in Texas at large. So I really hope Tejanos and Texans and people here um, and across the world recognize how much brilliance is here and how much we need to support um, a place like Texas. So I want to shout all them out because their music is actually good and I rock with it. Right. It's not some friendly stuff. I'm like very serious that they are very talented and I only hope the best and continued success for our friends and um, their futures. So that is who I got, which means that wraps it up for us here at De Colores Radio. Thank you so much for joining us. Sincere gratitude to all our guests today. Pretty Boy Aaron, Ariel and the Culture, and Tiara Girls. Uh, be sure and support your local musicians. A special thank yes. you. Special thank you to all our squirrel friends, homies, and rider dies over there on patreon.com slash Co. Remember, you can become a financial supporter of the Decolores Radio family today, and you can get early access to exclusive content. Go subscribe and check us out on YouTube as we now offer video content like the new series, everything with eva oh i've heard of her y'all ask me for tutorials and things it's on there and you can go watch it for free on youtube it comes out after a few weeks from the patreon (laughs) Uh, but we truly cannot go on without your support as we just relaunched we deeply need it and now more than ever don't forget to share the podcast and follow us on social media. Like if you just listened to this episode, share it on your Instagram, share it on your Twitter. Let us know you're listening. Help us get the word out of who we are. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and leave us a darn review. We'd love to keep growing. So please share it with everyone, you know, tweet us or just hit us up. We love hearing from you all. Tell everyone you love to follow us at the Colores Co. If you enjoy our personal thoughts, you can follow me at Eva Aragin and Pat. At Pat.Aragin. Finish off the show for us, Pat. <laughs> Sorry, I started laughing at that part. Um, uh, our theme song is Cumbia Anthem by El Dusty. Our audio editor is the Jeremy Pesina. We promise to keep growing and providing you with entertaining content. And more importantly, a platform platform for your voices and work to be lifted. Support us on Patreon or visit us at decoloresradio.com. Thank you again so much for being with us today and joining us again next time for Decolores Radio. Yes, let's go, Pat. I'm going to force you to talk more. Are you ready for that? Um, I'm trying to be. (laughs) All right, y'all. Thank you for listening. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye.